Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome into the show. Mark Cox here along with uh, Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman. Yeah, what a, <laughs> I tell you, what an up and down weather few days we've had. Hopefully you've had a chance to get outside. It's been crazy. Isn't it? Yeah. No kidding. I went camping uh, last weekend. And th- there was a math- method behind your madness, right? Well, th- there there was. We wanted to just go. We got a new camper. We want to take it on a trial run, make sure everything worked. Of course, it's 30, 30 degrees the first night we're there, and it was 75 by the time we left on Sunday, which was weird. So we got to experience all the temperatures there. <laughs> How was the insulation on the RV? Every- everything seemed to work fine. The <laughs> furnace worked fine. We know that. The vents worked fine on the warm- as the days warmed up. Does it have a fireplace? It does not. Oh, okay. No. No, it's not that. That's outside. That's fancy people stuff. Yeah, bonfire, right? I I never understood that. That's me, man. I just want to get the camper set up and sit out by the fire and have a cocktail and just relax. Absolutely. And took the dog with us and let her get in the water and play. It was was just a great weekend to be outdoors. So the maiden voyage was good. Fantastic, except that it's like a 30-foot pull trailer, right? Every time I've pulled it so far... There have been between 20 and 30 mile an hour winds. <laughs> it's like pulling a sail okay. behind your truck. So you're you're you can drive through anything at this anything. point. Anything. It doesn't matter. I'm unfazed. And uh, your wife also got to drive it this she weekend. She did. She did, that was part of the reason. She's wanting to learn to do it on her own. So it's like skiing at Hidden Valley. If you can ski there, you can ski anywhere. I don't know if she's getting rid of me or what, but she's trying to learn to do this on her own. So I'm helping. Uh, and, and if you don't mind, if we revisit the conversation that we had walking back from opening day of the Cardinals, uh, you because you had just bought an RV last year. Do you mind talking about this? No, not at all. Because my question for you was, dude, you just bought your RV last year. At what point did you say, I wanted something different? So... Back to my my wife learning, wanting to learn to do this on her own. She was intimidated at the thought of pulling anything. Right, and I don't know if there are ladies except in the, your chain. I don't know. There may be people, regardless of gender, in the in the uh, audience who who who've never pulled anything before. I mean, it can it can be intimidating if you've never done it. Yeah, the backing up is certainly intimidating. That's a that's a learned skill. But she wanted to go camping, and she wanted to have she wanted to be able to to go sometimes with just my daughter 
or maybe other people if I wasn't available because I, I'm limited on the amount of vacation I could take or whatever. You work a lot. Because she, work, she works from, from home. Her business is home-based, and she can do her job from just about anywhere. So we bought a small camper a year ago mm-hmm. that was very light and very easy to pull, and she just kind of cut her teeth on that. And we went to Florida with it back in early March, right? With three of us in it, it only slept three people. It's a very small little camper. And we we just decided we probably needed a little more space because you're just you're just on top of each other. There's no way to get a sure. A, a, it's, there's one one aisle down the middle, and there was nowhere to go. And everybody's and, really close to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we started <laughs> looking, and we we stumbled across something a little bigger that has you know all weather uh, attributes to it. It's got some insulation and stuff like that, and. So we we put the other camper up, and it sold in one day. I mean, awesome. the demand out there is just amazing. So we we sold and we bought and we tested and we loved it. That's great. It's That's good. great. And and to make a move like that, I mean, I bought a motorcycle one year, and then right away I knew as soon as I got it, I wanted something different. Yeah, it's like, dang it, why did I get this? Uh, but you know, cut your teeth on it, and then within a year you buy exactly we were, what you want. We were thrilled with the first one, but we just needed we needed a little more space. Absolutely, and this has worked out well. Yeah. Uh, well, good deal. Well, I'm glad everything went well on the maiden voyage, and uh, you know your summer plans are coming together. Uh, a lot of heavy headlines in the past week you bet. Uh, regarding the Second Amendment, and I did want to touch on a couple of those. Uh, the ghost gun uh, uh, speech that uh, that Joe Biden did a few days ago. To me, it is just they are just nicking at the armor. They're just j- little by little. They just want to put that out there anytime they they can, um, and and then. You see the it, it hurts my heart because they're they're being so scrutinizing on ghost guns because that's a scary word. Um, but of course, their ultimate goal is to disarm America. I mean, right. get, get, you know, abolish the Second Amendment. But yet we go we see in Ukraine they're handing firearms out to anybody that will take one to defend their country. It's just oh, but that could never happen here, Bo. <laughs> We don't I'm know. We're America. We've been around for a solid 240 years. I mean, that's we got such a long history. Nobody could ever consider invading America. Are you kidding me? I, I, I beg there to would, differ because in this never, world... I'm just teasing. I know I'm, you I'm are. I'm being facetious. It, it's ludicrous to look at history and presume that we finally figured it out and that America will stand forever and nobody will ever see fit or try to take us over from the inside or the out and that's the 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 vision of our founders right they realized that an armed populace are citizens not subjects right they realized that a long time ago and to to the back to your point on the ghost guns and the 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 bits and pieces the that that they keep trying to take out of the second amendment this is a fake argument it's it's not a thing there may be some guns that have been found without serial numbers in New York or wherever he referred to. Channel 4 here locally went out and covered the story. They went and talked to some somebody that owns a, a gun store, right? Mm-hmm. N- not the one you're associated with or me, but they talked to someone who said, this is really not an issue. Because in most cases, if you buy the, the lower for an AR-15 and you want to build your own gun, that lower has a serial number on it and you have to buy it through a federally licensed firearm dealer. Right. There are some kits that are out there that they consider 80% kits that's just a plastic frame and then you have to assemble everything in it. 
and there are some of those that don't have serial numbers on them. But there, th- that would be the equivalent of me telling you you can buy if you want a car, but you don't want to go buy one at a dealer lot. You can buy all the parts and assemble it yourself. Absolutely. Good luck with that. There are people that had that skill set, but the criminals in New York or St. Louis or Kansas City or Chicago or wherever they happen to be, they don't have that skill set. They're going to go to a street corner, buy one that's been stolen, and then go commit their crimes with it. That has serial numbers on it. Because, sure. Or they may have went to the trouble of grinding it off, but I doubt that they do uh, because they don't care. Because once their crime is committed, they'll discard of it or resell it down the down the line. So the other the other issue that I have with that is that the word ghost gun is is scary, and they keep bringing that up. And I did talk to my people at Razorback. It is such a small amount of guns that are used. And so when it comes to doing this, it, it, it really is something. It's, it's more, I, I truly believe that the ghost guns are for people that are, they want to be a gunsmith or they think that they're a gunsmith. Just kind of like, I'm not an auto body guy. I don't, I don't do collision repair, but I can do some repairs on my vehicle. It's a hobby of mine. Right. People that are, are passionate about guns. We're going to talk to somebody very passionate about uh, fishing lures here in the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, people that are passionate about whatever you're passionate about, you want to know every absolute thing about it i got a guy that calls himself electric car mike i've been getting text from him because i gave him my number uh for for weeks now he even sent me like a tesla battery just one little he goes that one battery will get you down the road 140 yards you need three thousand of these to you know my point is is there are passionate people that may want to put something together they may want to construct it or customize it but you can do it with these kit, if you these, have the tools, if you, you, have have to, the, you have to be able to mill things 100%. that hey, you can't just throw together a gun. So that's why. T- and what I started to say was, Channel Four went out and covered this story. And you know, the headline is, you know, what are ghost guns? It's controversial. Gun store owners say it's not an issue. Very last line of the story, News Four spoke to police who say they really don't see this as a problem, and several pointed out that it's. It's been years since they've recovered a gun with no serial number on right, it. Right. At the at the end of the day, they're lying to you, folks. Ghost guns are not. It's a straw man argument. They've they they're creating a boogeyman to scare you with the name ghost gun. But criminals aren't using ghost guns. They're using stolen guns because when you go to Bush Stadium, you're not allowed to protect yourself on your walk to the stadium. So you leave your gun in your car, hopefully locked up. But some criminal breaks in and steals it and then it ends up getting used as a crime these are the guns that are on the street they're illegal they're used by criminals who by their very nature don't follow the law and i wish that uh that this administration would also point out the real cause to it is the heart of man the more the the lack of morality in our citizens that are committing these crimes uh and i even referenced you on st louis talks this past week that i can blame the fork for making me fat <laughs> there's no serial numbers on rocks or baseball bats they they those could be used as well in crimes and are often used so that's my point about that it, it, it and it is a good point and you know um the the shooting in in the subway in new york this week i mean, what a tragedy Couple of big couple of questions about that. I mean, number one, the guy had been on a watch list. This Frank James, the suspect, had been on a watch list and suddenly was no longer on a watch list. But if you listen to some of his ranting on social media, where he was threatening to kill people, including the current mayor of New York, why wasn't he on a watch list? 
you got to ask yourself that. This is the soundbite from uh, uh, the current mayor, uh, Adams, up there in New York. Were there things posted by this person of interest that to you should have set off red flags? Uh, I, I believe so. And that will come out during an investigation or even just look at um, not only this case. Uh, we have cases of looking at some of the uh, violent drill music where you hear people state they're going to shoot someone. That should be a warning sign. Uh, and you look at how we're using social media right now uh, to put threats out there, carry out dangerous actions, and there are clear correlations between what's being posted and what's being carried out in our streets, in this case and in many other cases. Yeah, uh, sad. I'm very happy no one lost their lives. Uh, somebody should have been watching this guy, number one. Number two, he has a criminal record dating back to the early nineties. Yep, There's no 92. way he owned that gun legally. I don't. I don't believe that he, he had a he Glock bought, handgun. He bought it in 2010 or 11 when he didn't have any felonies. Oh, okay. So he bought it legally, like in Ohio. He had it a long time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing that was shocking to me is how many shots were fired. I think I heard 33, 33. shots were fired. 23 were injured. Was the number I heard? It may be, may be different. Nobody died. My first thought was it must have been like a twenty-two, I, you know, just a it small caliber. All it, they said it was a Glock. They it, didn't say what it was. Well, it, they, no, I, I did hear it was a yeah. nine millimeter. Oh, you did. Okay, but, but uh, I, there's a guy that, on Instagram that uh, he says uh, he calls himself uh, Take Naps uh, on Instagram. He's a comedian, and he goes, "I've traveled the world." He goes. This man dropped his keys and his ID or his credit card yeah. in the subway. He goes, I've traveled the world. I've never lost both at one time. Matter of fact, I've never lost my keys ever in my life. So it, it's like, what's going on here? Why would the guy have left that stuff behind? Because he well, wanted to get... he's unbalanced or he wanted to get caught. Oh, yeah, and, 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 he turned himself in. Well, Effectively, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he called the police and said, "You're looking for me." Yeah, uh, horrifying though, uh, as horrifying as you can imagine, what that would be on a subway. And I've been to New York subways before, and it's an amazing system. Yep. But, um, go but ahead. Doesn't fit the narrative that the left was hoping for when they found the guy. I know, and it was a day after uh, uh, this administration's talk on ghost guns. Right. And it's like I, I'm not I'm not going conspiracy on you. I'm just saying it sure is weird that it all happened at the same time. That's my point, gentlemen. Good, That's my good point. point. Yeah. Is it really? I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But it, it didn't fit the narrative, certainly, because had it been a ghost gun uh, or it had been somebody else who had intentions um, other than this very angry 62-year-old man who made racial rants uh, online, right? Vile. Vile. Oh, rants, yeah. Even You, you know, uh, he was even upset that uh, he found out that uh, the new Supreme Court justice Katanji Brown Jackson was married to a white man. Oh, he was mad about that. Oh, too? Okay. he had a, he had a Facebook post about that too. So <sighs> craziness in this world. Yes, it is. You're listening to Second Member Radio and the Great Outdoors. Uh, speaking of great outdoors, I love to travel. I, I really do. But they just extended that mask mandate I again know. a couple more weeks. And I just right? booked a flight too. I know. <laughs> so so uh, traveling has changed a lot. No doubt about it, in the post-pandemic world. We're going to talk to somebody who many of you might recognize, if not his name, certainly the show that he was on for many years. You'll know his voice, too. Absolutely. We're going to talk to him about what traveling is like in the uh, post-pandemic world when we come back.
This is Second Amendment Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And the great outdoors, Mark Cox, Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman still hanging out. Actually, he's the DJ extraordinaire here. You know, the wonderful <laughs> thing about uh, uh, marriage, uh, as we talked uh, w- about you and your wife and your camping travels, my wife and I love to hike. Okay. We never set out on the trail prepared at all. We always maybe have a half a bottle of water. <laughs> and seriously, I mean, it's oh. like we're three miles in and I'm like, oh, can I ration this? <laughs> And, and I bring up the last big hike we did was in uh, Northern California outside of San Francisco. And and my point of bringing this up is some great places you want to go see, whether it's national parks or amusement parks or whatever, you got to fly to get to it. You got to travel to get to those locations. So we uh, we actually have somebody that can speak to. Uh, and I, I don't like saying post pandemic because I think we you know we're kind of still in it. It's we're an still endemic. In it. So it's what it's an endemic is what they're calling it now. Are we emphasizing the word end? No, it, it, <laughs> endemic. It, it, it will end. I know. Uh, we have we have Reed Alexander, uh, and we we played iCarly's theme song, which is you know probably his ringtone. I don't know. Uh, Reed Alexander from Business Insider, welcome to the radio station and Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. How are you again, sir? I'm really well. Thank you so much for having me back on and for the terrific fanfare with the theme song of the show. I appreciate that. <laughs> you wrote that, right? So you get a, you get some some uh, three eight, eight cents eight cents. <laughs> yeah, there's something. Let's hope anyway. Sadly, I think there's no such royalties. The eight cents would be uh, eight cents more than I'll be getting for any any repeats of the theme song. But I think there's. <laughs> There's some good, um, you know, there's a good cachet if, if it has some sort of pop culture uh, effect. So so I can't uh, I can't be anything but grateful that you played it. Okay, well, so you are, uh, you are, uh, you're not an actor anymore? Are you still acting? Uh, or are you doing both? Because you're a yeah, working, you're a working person now. 
Yeah, yeah. So I cover I cover finance uh, and lifestyle and a couple of other things at Business Insider. Um, you know, so I moved away from acting probably, gosh, about eight years ago. But we brought the show, we brought iCarly back last year for a revival. Uh, for your listeners, a little bit of context, the original show was on air from 2007 to 2012, and it really entered, I would say, the, uh, the top levels of pop culture for young people. It was yeah. the most popular show at that time which was so terrific, and back by popular demand, we have recreated the show. Um, it's set 10 years later, and it is on, it's on air now, so I was part of that. But, but my main focus is telling great stories as a journalist here at Insider. Well, it's, it's, we're glad to have you on, and did, we were talking about travel earlier, and here's, here's the thing about it. it. I know they've extended the mask mandate. There are just things you kind of have to accept these days, if you want to travel, and it's that way inter- uh, nationally, and of course internationally, right? Yeah, you know, so there are going to be some challenges with this. Um, you know, there is a real expectation that after two years of largely staying home or traveling on the ground, renting cars, etc., this is going to be a really robust year for travel globally. Uh, in fact, the CEO of the travel company Expedia. Uh, the online booking company said, quote, summer 22, 2022 will be the busiest travel season ever. So clearly there's a bullish mentality there from the travel sector. I mean, granted, they kind of have to say that. But I do think that it stands to reason that as the pandemic seems to wane, even if there will be future variants, you know, people want to get out there. But as you say, it is going to be unavoidable that there will be some inconvenience. There may be places if you're going overseas that require showing uh, proof of vaccination. Uh, certainly, we are hearing and seeing uh, that there are signs that the mask mandate in public transportation mm-hmm. will be extended, uh, with the Biden administration announcing that it plans to extend a mask mandate on planes and trains through May the 3rd because of this recent uptick in, in, in cases related to the new Omicron variant. So certainly, it won't be that there are no signs of COVID, but I think if you are vaccinated, if you can show that you've recently been tested, there's a lot you're going to be able to do this year. Okay, question for you, uh, because I just booked a flight because I need to uh, make a trip. Um, and, and so the mask mandate is in place. Uh, what's the domestic travel rule on vaccine? Yeah, very good question. Um, so I think, you know, I don't think you need to be showing uh, proof of vaccination for domestic travel. Gotcha. Because many airlines are requiring proof of a negative test result if you are going to be flying and you haven't been vaccinated. So typically it's an either or situation. So according to the CDC, air passengers ages two years and older, regardless of their citizenship or vaccination status, must show a negative result of a COVID-19 viral test or documentation of COVID recovery if they're coming into the United States. Domestically, I think it's sort of an either-or situation. Um, So I think you're going to have less concerns if you're flying within the country than, say, if you're going somewhere else and then coming back. Yeah, you know, uh, Reed Alexander, our guest, there's just no... um, The the problem I have here is that moving forward, every country... I mean, the European Union has some uniformity to its rules, but traveling to Germany may be different than traveling to, to Italy, and... It seems like unless you're working with with a, a travel agent, that the onus is going to be on the traveler to figure out what in the world the rules are. I mean, they're they're all over the place depending on where you're going. So I agree with what you're saying, but luckily there are a couple of solutions that you can put into place to mitigate the confusion. I mean, I myself am sort of 
dealing with this now. I'm planning my first overseas trip since the pandemic for July. And I'm thinking ahead, you know, how can I make sure that I've got all of my T's crossed and I's dotted? The last thing anyone wants to do is get to the airport and be told, whoops, you forgot to do X, Y, or Z. I would ask the airline for sure in the process of booking, pick up the phone, call the airline, make sure you have a clear understanding of what documentation you need to show at the airport in whatever country you are leaving from and then returning from. The other great solution here is contact your partners on the ground, contact your hotel. If you booked a hotel, even through an online booking site, get their concierge on the phone, get their front desk on the phone. After two years of fielding these inquiries from travelers all over the world, hotels have a lot of information on hand about what the local regulations are. So lean on places that you plan to stay to make sure you understand what the requirements are. And the good news is, There are a lot of various websites, including the CDC and other sort of travel advisory sites that will tell you what's expected of you in those countries. I think if you are someone who has been vaccinated, make sure you have your vaccine card. Got to have the vaccine card on hand. Well, if you are somebody who, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you being a big star, uh, you probably private jet everywhere, don't you? Please tell me you do. (laughs) <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, what? That might make life easier, but uh, <laughs> but no, that is not the case. Not not at least for this summer. Not trip. fair. That's <laughs> not fair, Reed. <laughs> I will save those protestations for after the fact. I mean, luckily, you know, I think I have been fortunate to have flown throughout the pandemic and not encountered a lot of difficulty flying domestically. Yeah. I think if you are flying domestically, it's a good idea to have an at-home sort of test that you can take within 24 hours before, particularly as we transition into this stage where there's less reliance on testing centers and we're doing more at-home testing. You might want to have that, you know, some documentation or some sort of photograph of the at-home test that shows that it was negative with a date and time uh, timestamp on the picture so that you can show this within the last 24 hours. I think the question for people is coming home, do you need to be getting a test within 24 hours of leaving the country? And that is a question that I would really lean on wherever it is that you're going for that kind of clarity. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. Reed, where can people uh, where can people follow you? Is it is it uh, Business Insider? Is that the name of the uh, of the is that the current name of the that paper? Is our, yeah, no, no, absolutely. No, you're right. That's our publication. So you can okay. go to Business Insider. Um, and we've got a lot of details, by the way, on the site. If you are someone who's running into any of the questions you've just raised here, you can head to Business Insider. We're trying to demystify some of the difficulties for people. Excellent. Okay, good stuff. Hey, great talking to you again, Reed. Uh, we'll have you back on St. Louis Talks, I'm sure, one day soon. And uh, safe travels to you when you go overseas. Many thanks. Same to you. Enjoy, and great to be back on with you guys. Talk yep. to you soon. Yeah, we thanks. appreciate that. Uh, Reed, uh, Reed Alexander, there. Uh, good, good to get him on, and and good advice. You, you gotta, you gotta plan ahead. Like my friend Denise Schaefer, who's on the morning show with me at ninety seven one, just flew. They, I thought, where, where did they Mexico. go? To? Mexico, somewhere. Ooh, nice. Mexico, somewhere. Right? And um, but they didn't know anything. Well, because but, when they booked it. The rules had changed right, by then. Right, the rules had changed, and, and her point was, yeah, you had to wear a mask on the plane, but she just made sure she kept a glass of wine in front of her all the time, and if you're eating or drinking, that was yeah, my, yeah, 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 yeah. So in August, uh, September of 2020, uh, I traveled up to Minnesota by plane, and I knew about that rule, that if you're eating something, uh-huh. you don't have to have a mask you know, on. Just eating all the time. So I, I didn't, I didn't get the little... No, yeah, right? <laughs> I didn't get the little you know packet of snacks from the airline. I brought my own. And so it was one peanut at a time. <laughs> one well, peanut at a time. Always remember, uh, if you're traveling back into the country from elsewhere, they want you to be tested. If you're just smart and you fly to Mexico and 
steal your way across the southern border, <laughs> nobody will check you. <laughs> and I hear that as a path. I just wanted to point that out. I mean, it's a... Uh... I, I, I did like the fact that Reed Alexander pointed out that, you know, the air travel will come back uh, as opposed to traveling on the ground. Yeah. Like a slug. That's me. <laughs> no. uh, so uh, do, do you need... Uh, well, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I'll check my airline to find out what I need to Call do. Call the hotel. Well, I'm not staying at a hotel, but I, I need to know what I need to do other than the mask on the airline. I haven't you flown know, in two I think years. That's it. You know where you don't need a mask? When you go fishing, when you're wet in a line. Love it. Yeah, we're going to talk to uh, a guy who went through the pandemic, uh, hit some difficulties, reinvented himself as an inventor, and you can now buy his, uh, you can catch some hogs on some of his lures at Pole Shaker, right? Yes, you can. Uh, we're going to talk to my buddy Troy DeRoos uh, coming up next on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. the end of a good fight. You deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox, I'm Bo Matthews, and uh, we've got Carl Middleman, uh, who Hi. is our uh, DJ extraordinaire. What What is the reference of this song? We all, I always right. have to ask because I got I'm like a one lane guy. All right, so this song is called Three Strange Days. It used to be. People, for people who don't know, I play the music at the blues games and I blow the horn. Yes. So when the blues games were on Camo X, it was Chris Kerber and Kelly Chase. Right. And they had a show called The Battler and the Broadcaster. And that was their like show. And, <laughs> and when they were on Camo X, they did that. And this was their theme song. It is by School of Fish. Oh, there's and so the connection. that is the longest reach Ooh. that you can get. You were able to connect the dots, though. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> we actually, you know, we play fishing songs all the time. And I said, let's do something not as obvious. 
Uh, thank you, Mark. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we are definitely not obvious. Well, well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to throw it in here. This segment brought to you by Razorback Armory, your gun concierge in De Pere. Uh, I'm in a race with somebody else, a, actually a chief of police, to who's going to get their uh, their silencer first. Uh, we filed our paperwork about the same time, but the silencer shop kiosk kind of makes it quicker. So check it out, RazorbackArmory.com. Go see him in De Pere. Jesse and Brad do a great job, and uh, tell them Bo sent you. So uh, this uh, guest that we have for this segment, we're going to the water. We're going fish. And I see this guy, I follow him on Facebook, and I've known him for years. Uh, ha- had you ever, Mark, been to a place called the Doghouse Restaurant? I have not. Oh, no. I-, I miss it so bad. But I bring it up because Troy and his uh, beautiful wife opened up uh, the Doghouse Restaurant in DeSoto. Then they opened up in Festus Crystal City. Pandemic hit. But there's hope that the doghouse may come back. But in the meantime, this big boy has been a fisherman and a fish lure inventor. Troy DeRoos from Pole Shaker. How are you, my brother? Just fine. How about you, my friend? I'm, I'm glad you're surviving. I'm glad you're surviving. Uh, so, hey, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> uh, and you, you are obviously doing what you got to do. Uh, bricklayer, concrete guy by trade, right? Yes, sir. Okay, but but you got away from that because you wanted to be a restaurateur, and then that all turned sour with the pandemic crap. Uh, <laughs> yes, who, who whoever would have thought something like that would do that? But yeah, no kidding. But uh, crazy, crazy. your first passion is absolutely going to be hunting and fishing and fishing. You created your own lure. When did you do this, man? Uh, <clears throat> when the pandemic hit, we uh, you know, as you both know, you guys all know that you know you couldn't do nothing. So we were just sitting at the house bored. <laughs> and we just decided we just you know there wasn't nothing to do so other than fishing we was like hey let's uh let's get some stuff and create our own our own little line of fishing lures and things and that's where we took off we well, uh i never painted before ever with an airbrush you know other than you know the house or you know the restroom or whatever whatever uh the wife wanted us to do right. and uh therefore i got me a whole set up there and started airbrushing these lures in and I, I i got pretty decent at it actually and uh that's where pretty much where it stemmed from is, is all right there well i think that's pretty and, awesome and uh troy great to meet you mark cox here it is nice to meet you yeah and i you know i wonder because obviously i I've, I've done quite a bit of fishing through the years i've often looked at these lures and thought who in the world came up with that idea so what 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 do you think of when you're making a lure? Obviously, it's dependent on the the fish you want to catch and and how deep they they may seek out food, that sort of thing. What goes into it beyond that? How do you determine colors and all that kind of stuff? I it, it's all it, it, color is determined by the like the color condition and the water condition. So, um, the brighter like if the water is murky. You know, yeah. you want to use a, yeah, you, you try to shape and, and size the lure, the color. If you're fishing with blades like a spinnerbait, uh, you know, you try to match all that to the water condition itself. And that's and that's what you do. You just sit down and like, okay, we're going to fish a super clear lake, you know, this week. And, and we need to make our baits for that. Uh, muddy waters, you know, there's, there's certain kinds and colors and shapes, sizes. All that stuff plays a very important uh, factor in all that. So, uh, with that being said, it's just kind of like one of those. I I, I like painting the bluegill pattern color on, on my crankbaits, you know, because that's a natural bait fish, yeah. and or like a like a shad color. Uh, so I just sit down and I, I Google images up and say, okay, well, this is my own little deal here, and 
I, I painted myself as close as I could get to the real life. Sometimes it don't happen like that. And, you know, sometimes that's, that's, that's what the fish want. You know, sometimes it's, it's just an oddball that swims by there, you know, when you're fishing. And, uh, I got some that I painted and they're just horrible. Uh, but, uh, like the grandson, you know, when I first began the grandson, that, that's his favorite lures are the most ugliest ones I got right. in my, in my trays to fish with. But, now, now, Troy, I got a question. Uh, so, all your life, you've been buying lures uh, at you know sporting goods stores or wherever you shop, uh, Walmart, whatever. Uh, did you just always feel that there was something missing, or is this more of a uh, I'm I'm a you know I'm I'm a hunter. I want to I want to you know create my own firearm. Uh, you know, I don't understand what was missing on the shelves that you didn't that you couldn't get that you wanted to create yourself and, and to market it to sell it. It it was just the. Uh it was just the concept, basically. Like, you know, you, you go to Dunn Sporting Goods. That's where I buy a lot of stuff from and or Walmart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you look at this stuff up there and, you you know, there's always crosses your mind like, oh, man, I bet that would be easy to do. Or, um, you know, like uh, it, it would be easy. But I'll, I'll tell you now, it's not real easy. <laughs> if, you, if you really want to look at some of the detail on these things. You know, you think, oh, I could. It's a, it take me a couple minutes to do that. No, it takes a couple hours to do that. So just for one lure. So um, you, that's where you you got to learn to buy a certain stencil or something like that. You know, to uh, to make your time faster. Uh, instead of taking the two or three hours to make it, you know, it's a twenty minute deal then. And but there's always that that that. Uh, thought whenever you pick a lure up at the store and you're like wow just look at that and then that's that you know that crosses your mind too you know look at this and i can do that it's 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 uh pretty neat whenever you can come real close to one that you really like and yeah. then you go out and you fish and you catch one or two or whatever mm-hmm. uh you know it, it's really neat and it's a good feeling especially when you do catch fish on your own lures yeah, Troy DeRoos, uh, our guest from Pole Shaker Lures. You know, I, I'm looking at the pictures of some of the lures here, and like looking at the body of them. Do you do you make those from scratch? Do you do you buy the base and then make the lure yourself? How, tell us about well, yeah, the process. Yeah, we buy it, buy it, buy the base of it, and then build it out from there. Okay. All right. So it's kind of like a taxidermy, uh, you know, mounting a head. They they get a form, yes. right? It's similar to that, yes. but but more similar like, to that, yes. But more like painting on rice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Painting your uh, name on I, rice. I, have a, I got a fellow that's got a. Uh, he makes uh, plastic stuff on a, like a three D printer. Yeah. So me and him is in the works on on my own. Uh, it's a lot of work. There's a there's a lot of stuff that get involved there, but. Um, you come by this honestly. I, I talked to uh, Brian Wordle. Do you know him by name? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Brian's a good buddy of mine, and uh, he said, yeah, his cousin uh, has a has a bait company called Hogs. Is that right? Yes, sir. And and, yep. and so do you fish with him, or is he your competition? No, I fish with him. That's my first cousin. Oh, so okay. <laughs> no matter what, no, no matter what, it's, it's, it, it'd never be competition ever just because it's, it's uh, you know, that's my family. That's family. So, okay. and that's the way that, that that's the way that has to work. He might not say the same. He might say, "Heck no, I'll, I'm gonna cut his line every time I see him." <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, but yeah, he he uh, he does the plastic wear. You know, like the plastic crawls, the plastic worms. Okay. Uh, some crappie jigs and stuff like that. There. So, if you're interested in anything like that, you can look him up on there. Uh, pretty pretty good fella right there. Has he been uh, so, instrumental in, in getting you to where you are with pole shakers? Well, you know, it's it's. 
we started almost at the same exact time, and we both kind of sent pictures to each other. Uh, I'm, he sent me a picture of some of, of some crawls and worms that he's done. He's like, check this out, and and I was painting, and it was and it was like, well, look what I'm doing. So <laughs> it, it was almost. Uh, neither one of us knew that we were doing it, but it was almost kind of ironic because we sent pictures to one another of what we was doing pretty wow. much. You know, it, it, he sent them and then I sent mine. That's how that worked out. Yeah. But, uh, it was pretty cool, you know, but we both, uh, we both got people using our baits all over the States. Uh, you know, he's, um, he, he's, he's really taken off. He's, he's got like some crappie stuff that's going on. Uh, crane baits you can use, uh, spinner baits you can use for crappie, but not, not a lot. Most of the time they're like more of the small jigs, finesse type stuff. Right. So, uh, but yeah, but that's, uh, I graduated into some spinner baits and we've been doing the, the top water, uh, buzz bait, spinner baits and that kind of stuff there too, to kind of get open up the horizon just a little bit. Wonderful. Man. Um, you know, I, I yeah. wondered, I was going to ask what was shaking the pole. I saw some pictures here that looked like a, some largemouth bass and maybe some small mouth. Is that what you're targeting? Both. Both. Okay. Yep. I, I could have sworn. You know, it, Go ahead. we've caught, I've, I got like a 65-pound flathead I've caught on one of my baits. Wow. So <laughs> it, it just really, uh, you know, it, it just depends on <laughs> what it comes across. But, uh, you know, it's... <clears throat> They do catch fish, and it don't necessarily have to be a, a, a bass family. You know, it could be crappie, uh, any of that. Well, it's really cool to get an update on pole shakers. Uh, the guy's passionate. He's like you, Mark. He's got a good woman behind him uh, that is supporting anything. I mean, if he wanted to scoop ice cream for a living, she'd be right next to him. <laughs> That's <Seriously>. fantastic. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Our pole shaker is, is, is a full trademarked uh deal there too so at that uh we we now own that and it's it's ready to rock and roll unfortunately it's still hard to get a lot of stuff due to the pandemic even though we've been involved in it for a heavy year and a half or close to two years uh you know there's still stuff that we we can't get and have not been able to get so it makes it kind of difficult to go and market a bunch of good stuff and when i can't get it so so where are you selling where are you selling troy i'm just right now um if and when it just depends on their shipment uh done sporting goods okay um you know if they if if they're swamped with stuff in there then i i don't heckle them too much you know but uh whenever they're ready for me they let me know and i just take a, a set of stuff up there and, and they pe- sell them up there can people buy uh, them online? a lot of individual can people uh, buy not at no. the moment okay. yeah uh you can just contact me on my facebook page and uh we can talk then or there you know we're still um, you know, again, back to the not getting a lot of stuff. I, you know, I, I don't feel I want to put open a shop up and not be able to get what you need. And, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd rather just talk to you personally and tell you what I can and can't get. And we'll work off of that. That's how Phil Robertson started with his duck calls. Just call me. I'll yeah. or, you order them and I'll, you know, send the money. I'll send them on in the mail to you. Well, yes, Troy DeRoos. has got to work for now. Absolutely. Uh, congratulations on uh, reinventing yourself once again. And uh, keep me posted on the doghouse uh, when that happens, if it happens. Love to hear that. And I'll take Mark out for, I'll take Carl too, uh, yeah. to, to, uh, <laughs> to the doghouse because it's great food. Um, but again, Troy, thanks for joining us. It's on Facebook. Go to Polls shakers usa and you will find it and i really thought carl that you were gonna be playing nickelback that's what i really thought you were gonna play why shaking poles is it it a nickelback thing (laughs) see (laughs) i I, uh, let's not go there let's not go working in hockey i'm tired of nickelback oh whatever 
It's like Arby's. Everybody hates Arby's. No, they don't. No, they, they love don't. Arby's. Curly fries are great. And That's love, right. And they love Nickelback. Troy, be good, brother. Hey, take care. Thank you. All right. Great to get him on here. Boy, that gets you ready, doesn't it, to do some fishing? <sighs> I love when people what are passionate line. about stuff. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. is definitely one that is that. And when you can make a living doing it, it's that much better. Like if you're in radio, right? What? You can make money at this? I'm an Uber driver. On, as a, as a, I moonlight as an Uber driver. All right. Well, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for a great show. I enjoyed that. Absolutely. Hey, have a great week. Thanks for happy listening Easter. to Second Amendment Radio. Happy, happy Easter, Easter weekend. Absolutely. We'll see you next weekend on Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. See you, boys. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.